Hey guys, before we go on to the podcast, I want to let you guys know that at some points in the podcast, um, my babysitter wasn't able to come. So you're going to hear my kid in the background. So there were a lot of key points that I didn't want to cut it out. It would take away from the conversation. So you're going to see, you're going to hear my kid in the background. So I do apologize ahead of time, um, but enjoy the show. This was probably our best one yet. Enjoy. And it is time to go home, everybody. Welcome to the Go Home Wrestling Show. I'm EJ. Alongside with me is the man that's fighting the flies in the background there. D-Shep, and he's, I think he's still bothered by that. He's ADD's getting the best of him, I think. You, you okay there? You, you need need the chopsticks? Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. We're going to cover... Uh, we got a lot to cover today. We're going to cover Raw, SmackDown. Of course, we're going to give you our fast lane predictions. Um, interesting card. Um, we'll, we'll get into it. But uh, all right, let's go right into it. And that is the Raw Weekend Review, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We got a few things to cover with that. Um, honestly, I was surprised how entertained I was with the show. But I guess we'll, we'll have some of our issues with it. So let's go. It's okay, great one. Of course, everyone that's uh, listening now on the podcast form, we are live on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, and Periscope under the Go Home Wrestling Show. So um, when we stop to respond to chat, that is the reason. All right, let's go right into it. Monday Night Raw. The first thing I'm going to cover is Triple H's promo. We needed a response for what happened the week before with Batista attacking Ric Flair on the birthday party, the 70th birthday, and that classic getting into Raw last week. Now we got the response from Triple H. He came out to address the audience about his thoughts about Batista's actions the week before. He gave his passionate promo about celebrating a birthday that we all thought wouldn't have happened due to the health scare of Ric Flair. What Ric Flair went through. He showed real emotion by trying to hold himself from crying, which got a kind of got me then he talks about Batista's attack on Ric Flair uh, and then he also went on to personal attacks calling Batista a quitter anytime it got tough he would quit and he was he would he went on to say he would face Batista anytime anywhere geez I wonder where we're going with that and then he finished the promo and threw the mic down walked out of the ring a lot of emotion showing out of that promo I'm gonna ask you. Are you shaking your head? You're, you're just. I, there's a lot of disapproval, I guess. Uh, Man, I, I told it? you I didn't want to. I told you I keep didn't really calm, want to. Keep it calm. Keep it calm. Keep it calm. I know you got the cold. Keep it calm, and I get. I, I'll go off about it myself. Just keep it calm, and I'll yell for this, you. This. I'm gonna explain it in detail. Okay. But I am really excited. I just want to premise. I am really excited about this match at Mania rather than the last three or four Triple H matches we've seen. I just want to throw that out there ahead of time. But this was one of the worst Triple H promos I've ever heard in my life. Really? Uh, The the fake crying theme was a little over the top just because it seemed like it had a little more whine to it than a fake cry typically would have. It just, it really jumped out. Even my wife was playing Fortnite at the time and she turned like what she had that. What the fuck look on her face. 
But everything he said was technically true. But there's a few problems with this whole setup. The attack on Ric Flair, was it really attack? We never seen an attack. We just seen him dragging the body out of the locker room. What if this is a ruse all along and Ric Flair sides with Batista? I mean, it's possible. It'd be a nice fucking curveball. Charlotte's a heel anyway. Why not have Ric Flair as a heel too? Uh, but the thing is, where it really, really got me is, we all know Batista is a crybaby and a quitter. And for that, Triple H was spot on. But there's one issue with that. Every, everything that Batista cries about and how Triple H says, oh, we all, all know what you want, blah, blah, blah. Well, he technically has a legit gripe. The man was promised on TV a one-on-one title match that he never got. Would you not be pissed off? Let's put it this way. In your line of work, you you work at that store or whatever, or whatever you're doing now, I don't remember. But anyway, if you're promised a promotion, if you sign on for a loaner contract at your job, and then the time comes around for said promotion, and you don't get the promotion, isn't there sometimes in this day and age a 50-50 chance you'd probably quit? Because you're pissed off. Like, why ain't I getting what I deserve? This is what we agreed to. But they're both coming across as crybabies in my eyes. And that's the part of it that I don't like. And it just, the whole setup, if it started from what happened at SmackDown last year, go off that. Because that setup was 10 times better than either of these first two setups. For this. I'm still excited for the match. I think it's going to be fantastic. But I just, it just seems over the top that he, he's on one hand calling Batista a crybaby and then he's being a crybaby. It, I don't, I don't understand that, but that's my take. Okay. Well, I get what you're saying as far as um, you were going off about like Ric Flair. The attack. Well, I mean, I don't know how much you could do with a 70-year-old guy that had a health scare recently. I, I think that was, the, I guess, the best way they could have done it to make it seem like, all right, he was attacked. But I like your idea that it could have been a curveball where eventually uh, he turns on him and Triple H still can't beat Batista when he had a chance to. I could see that happen at Mania. That would be a good idea. The one thing I got to say as far as the promo, I did like it. Okay, and but that's not my gripe though. My gripe isn't with like what Triple H did. I'll get into my personal opinion of why I don't like uh, the promos when it goes beyond the uh, authority. Um, I did like the emotional aspect of it because at the point we didn't know if we were going to have Ric Flair today. I mean, it was really close that we were going to lose a legend. So I did like that emotion because it brought it out to him that was an idol of his. So. I could see why he did that little fake tear. Okay, I got it. Uh, it brought out a little bit of emotion. Okay? Um, I get what you... Oh, the crybaby calling a crybaby. Yeah, well, when you're emotional because an idol compared to a guy that got screwed over, trust me. Yeah, when you brought the personal aspect with myself, with my job, that did happen to me about eight years ago. And what did I do? I held resentment. <laughs> I was fucking pissed. Um, <laughs> but I didn't quit. <laughs> Unlike Batista. I know, but... Well, let's put it this way. Okay? You said you didn't quit. You stuck with it. Yeah. What if you were offered 
Like, I don't, I don't know what he made on them Guardian movies, but let's say 10 mil. If you were offered 10 mil to go do a movie or stay with the promotion that didn't give you what they promised you, what would you do? Oh, Moody. Honestly, yeah, I see you trust later. me. <laughs> so I've been I, making I, that move pretty soon. I have never myself. looked, I've never really looked at Batista as a quitter. I know he did the quit an angle a couple different times when he left the company. And I don't see how it's any different than when John Cena appears once and then quits out for six months to a year to go do a bunch of movies and then comes back. I don't get how this is that different that they just because Cena doesn't do a I quit angle means he's not a quitter, but Batista is because he's done that angle a couple times. I don't know. I'm really liking the look and the feel of Batista so far in this return. I didn't like the Via Satellite thing on Monday, but mm-hmm. as far as the two appearances, the one from last year and the one the attack angle, mm-hmm. I'm glad he's back as a monster, sarcastic heel, though. Mm-hmm. It's what he was meant to do. Yeah. And that was the animal that Triple H wanted out of him when he, you know, when he was a part of Evolution. Um, but, yeah, the one thing I got to say, like, with that whole promo, compared to others. Now, I'll give you an example of what I did like as far as if you give someone a script. Because look, look how genuine that scene when Triple H was out there cutting that promo. It, there was no stuttering. They, they weren't trying to remember lines. Back in the day, they would give you bullet points and you were busted out yourself. You just got to make sure you hit the bullet points. Now everything's so scripted, and that's why you don't get that kind of, like, look at Becky Lynch's promo <coughs> this week. It just didn't seem right. It, it, I think they got to go back to that bullet point, allow them to, you know, convey that themselves in their way. It's that free reign. You know, yeah. hit, hit your spots, but take it in different angles depending on how the crowd's reacting to you. Exactly. You can't just go out there with the premise of, this is what we think the crowd wants to hear. But then what happens? If you're told to stay on that script and halfway through that script, the crowd is not buying into it, you got to be able to have the free reign to alter from that or else you're killing your own feud or whatever you know, you're doing at the time. Yeah, no, it, it's funny because you go through the indies, you try to build up on your mic skills, you go to, you know, you get that opportunity to go to NXT. All right, this is awesome. And they go with that same mantra, like, you cut your own promos, you get yourself over. Then you go up to the main roster, all right, this is your character, we're micromanaging everything you're going to say. That's why you have a difference from Triple H's promo to Becky Lynch or Ronda Rousey or anything. Like, the promo just doesn't come off as real. Because if everyone was to do a promo like Triple H did, which I liked because it captured the emotion, I liked it. The only gripe I have is why can't they allow the other wrestlers to do that? You, if you give them the guidelines of what can be said, what can't be said, this is a PG product, I understand. Give them the guidelines. Give them the bullet points. Go out there. Get yourself over. Get the angle over. Get people invested in the storyline and the match. And Like you said, you just want to feel that passion. Yes, exactly. Now, Whether it's good passion, bad passion. Mm-hmm. And there's one guy that pulled it off this Thursday or Tuesday. I'm sorry. 
God, SmackDown hasn't been on Thursday in years. This Tuesday, and that was Samoa Joe, after he won the United States Championship. I know for a fact that wasn't something he did off the cuff. It was written for him. But he was able to do it in Samoa Joe fashion. Not everyone could do that because you, you're, you're built a certain way. Like, you're wired a certain way as you're going through the Indies, as you go through NXT. Then you come to the main roster and all of a sudden everything's, you know, being written for you. Then you got to remember. You got to make sure you don't screw up your line. And you would see countless botches, like, in promos. There's a guy that makes, has a YouTube channel based on that. Just on promo botches. And... And it's kind of funny to watch. And that, that, my only gripe is I wish that everyone could have free reign the way Triple H did. Because it's old school wrestling. And I hope once the old man decides to go to XFL or decide to retire or whatever. And Triple H, Shane, and Stephanie take over. They allow that again. And let's, let's go a step further. Let's put this. Uh, you know, we all talk all the time that we want the Attitude Era back, right? We would uh, all love that. That would be the... That would be heaven, right? Yeah, what? You know, besides all the, like, sexual references that we miss, of course, yeah, we're men, we love that shit, whatever. You know the thing most of us miss about the Attitude Era more than anything is every single wrestler was allowed to go off the cuff. Whenever they wanted, you could tell nothing was scripted. It was just pure... Just emotion, like you said, coming out. And yeah, I'm sure there was spots of it that was scripted, no doubt. Uh, but it did not feel like, like it, because like you said now, we want these guys to have more reign to just do what they do. And that's what I think we all miss about Attitude Era the most is like them old school Kurt Angle promos, Cena promos, Rock promos, Stone Cold, HBK, Triple H. We can just go on and on and on for days. You only have like two or three people that can do that now, and it's a shame. Yeah, to pretty much end this all. And I agree with you on that because think about like the historical like promos. Like you got Stone Cold at King of the Ring '96, Austin three sixteen says, "I just whooped your ass." You think they would allow that during that time where it's kind of like the PG era? They were kind of it was before it was pre Attitude era, so. If it was scripted, that one never came out. Austin three. Yeah, if somebody tried to do that shit now, they get sent to anger management. Exactly. That's the, yeah. You got that right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's like I want genuine. I want their own emotion. I understand. Just give them the bullet points. It's been done, and I think people are more savvy now uh, that they could be able to do it. Because again, yeah, you got. Samoa Joe that pretty much showed all the emotion like he, he he it was written for him and he did a good job. I mean, not everyone could do that. And great one in chat says the Rock's promo and Bill Gunn is an example. That's one right there. Triple H with the uh, interview with um, Jim Ross on the fucking game. I mean, you think that would have been? I, I know it was pre-recorded, but still, like all this kind of stuff you think about during the Attitude Era that got these guys over. Got an emotion, got a reaction out of the fans, whether it was boo or a cheer. That is how it should be. That's my only gripe. I have no gripe with the promo. I just wish everyone could do what Triple H did this past Monday. That's my I would only agree problem. with that. That's my only problem. All right. So now that we're done with that, let's go into the tag team turmoil. And 
Oh, Jesus. I, I know you're not too happy about this, but you know what? This goes back to Actually, the I'm going to go off on this one. I might have to go off on okay. this. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into that. All right, so let's go into this. Uh, this week, Alistair Black and Ricochet challenged the, the tag team champions for the chance uh, to capture the titles. Uh, the match ended in the no contest due to Rude and Gable attacking the tag team champions on the outside. Now this resulted in a triple threat at Fastlane for the Raw Tag Team Championship between uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet, The Revival, and Rudin Gable. My only thing is... (laughs) How did they get at it? Because they attacked it. I just don't get that one. But I could see it in a way because... They've been trying to get a rematch. And going back to December when they said no automatic rematches when you lose the title, I guess you had to figure out a way to get in. Was it the right way? So go ahead. I know you got something to say about that. This whole thing's trash. Uh, I love Revival. I love Aleister Black. I love Ricochet. We're not even going to talk about the other two. Uh... I don't want to see Alistair Black and Ricochet as a fucking tag team. And the only reason we're seeing it is because Trample got hurt. And that's some stupid fucking shit right there. I'm sorry. But you can just, you can feel this as you watch this week after week after week. This is where Gargano and Champo were supposed to be. This was their feud. You feel it when these matches are going on. The action, yes. Fantastic. These guys are all all top tier performers. I would never dispute that. But when I, I don't, I could watch them for mm-hmm. the next three months straight. When I, I watch Alistair Black and Ricochet, that does not seem like a tag team to me. It just doesn't. It, they don't have the feel of it. They don't have styles that are necessarily matching up the greatest. They're just two over the top talented single wrestlers and they're making it, you know, lean off whatever. But, and the shit they're doing with Rude and Gable, I, I don't know what the hell the weird-ass heel turn this was, but Chad Gable is a great wrestler. He's a joke doing anything else. He comes across as just, like, he reminds me like he should have been in the Buck, uh stable when they were doing the whole anti-gay, fake gay, or all that stuff. Chad Gable looks like meant to be in that group he, he just i i don't like this whole thing if this doesn't feel like the storyline we were supposed to see and it just it's i don't for me it's just not coming across as very believable okay uh i get what you're saying here first thing first i'm gonna say with this why is the revival in this situation because they bitched at social media and they were th- they wanted the release. They were threatening. They were getting people to talk about it. That's why they got the titles on them. That's the first point. And I'm with you as far as Rudin Gable. And so I get him a Jones in chat says, the only good thing that could come out of this if the revival retain and this is Bobby's legit heel turn. That would be good. And as far as we know what Bobby could do as a heel, and I'm excited for that. My thing with as far as Gable, would. As far as what kind of role he could be in, would you like the old school Kurt Angle shoot wrestler? Because of his background and what he's able to do. It kind of reminds you of Kurt Angle in a way. 
Well, I think part of the problem with this is we all wanted to see Bobby turn heel against Gable. But yeah. now you're attaching Gable's heel turn to Bobby's heel turn. And it's not what any of us wanted to see. Uh, uh, Gable wasn't over as a face. He's not going to be over as a heel either. And what happens then? How do you break this team up eventually? Because if they're both heels, you're going to have Rude turn on Gable and then turn Gable into a sympathetic face. I don't think nobody wants to see that either then. So I think this is a big mistake to turn them both heel. I think if you had them involved with this tag team turmoil feud still, and eventually Bobby just got sick of Gable fucking up or something, I think that would have been all of ours preferred outcome. But being that they're turning them both heel at the same time, I just don't agree with them doing it like that. Uh, yeah, it is weird because, I, I, of course, it was in Philadelphia this past Monday, and I wanted to go personally, but uh, a snowstorm kind of ruined that for me. Uh, so I, my Sunday truck was supposed to come in and didn't come in until Monday. But, um, yeah, I knew people that went there, and a lot of people were booing both of them. Because Aleister Black, Ricochet, obviously heavy fan favorites, but coming from the NXT, um, had a chance to beat the revival. It probably could have happened. We don't know, obviously. But they ruined it to get themselves into a match. Here they are in a triple threat. I don't know. I like how that happened, though. Was there some other way you could get, somehow get Root and Gable involved? I guess that was the only way they could with a week left, because um, it was the go-home show to this fast lane pay-per-view. Um, the only thing that I have to say, as far as uh, Root and Gable, it could work where you could have Root turn on Gable. You could do a little mini program between the two, like you did with uh, McIntyre and Ziggler. And then possibly, you know, one go to one brand, one go to other. I think Gable should go over to SmackDown. Because if anything, with his background, and it seems like they're going to change the uh, program for SmackDown to be more of a sports-related when they go to Fox, he would be the right guy for it as opposed to Bobby Roode would be better on Raw because he's the more, of the, you know, entertainment and professional wrestler. Um, Ryan Love on Periscope says, I think a heel Bobby Roode versus Seth Rollins food for this summer would be great. That would be incredible because you got two great workers. Uh, Bobby Roode, the more, you know, much older veteran. But, dude, I would be invested in that. And But the only reason I, I don't think it will happen because Seth Rollins will probably still have the universal title then. I don't think Bobby Roode would shoot up to that level. <laughs> um and that would be a great match. I would definitely want to see that, but I just can't see it being for the universal title. Um, all the storylines are yeah. rushed because Mania storylines are overshadowing the fast one. Yeah, the only that's my only thing I don't like. I wish they would go back to like maybe five to seven pay per views, and then you could have the uh, specials on TV like they did back in the day. Remember Saturday night's main event? How important they were. Because he had big matches that built on to like the upcoming pay-per-view. Because back in the day, you only had the major four. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. And you would have Saturday night's main event that was on NBC. That was a big time. It was a big deal during that time. Because you would have big matches. And then it would also build on a feud leading to the next pay-per-view. Um, yeah. I, that, well... That, Go ahead. You, you know where they messed this up. I, I agree with you on the number of pay-per-view things, but where they messed up on this years ago was 
WrestleMania used to be early to late March every year for years. Check out all the dates all time. Look up that list. Oh, yeah, it was mostly late March. So you generally had the Royal Rumble. All right, the guy would pick, you know, what title he's going after. Then you'd have Elimination Chamber to decide who would face the other champ. And then that was it until Mania. So you had late January Royal Rumble. You had uh, mid to late February for Elimination Chamber. And then you had mid to late March for WrestleMania. Now the problem is they moved WrestleMania to April. And ever since they do that, they decide, well, we got to squeeze in one more pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Problem is, why do you think we've seen the women's title situation change so many different times? Because first you had the Rumble. Then she picked the person. Then you had the Chamber. And then that decided some stuff. Now you're going to have another match to see if it's going to be a triple thing. We still don't know where... A month away from WrestleMania, and we have no clue about the Raw women's match. Yeah, we know the end result probably, but technically, you know, storyline-wise, they if they never squeezed in that extra pay-per-view and they just kept it at the one pay-per-view between Rumble and WrestleMania, that setup was perfect. And then you know what they always did after Mania? Then they would have backlash every year and that was a beautiful pay-per-view every single year but now it's another one another one another one another one and that's when it gets into what you said too many pay-per-views but that's just my opinion no no, yeah i understand that and we'll get into the uh becky rana situation as far as the you know the title situation my only thing is uh, yeah the pay-per-views when you have too many you're gonna burn through storylines you're gonna go through it a lot of people like the Shinsuke and AJ Styles feud last year. Oh, it got born after a few matches. Well, if you didn't have a pay-per-view every month or every three weeks, it wouldn't they be They wouldn't have had any matches. Exactly. And the other thing is that you could do other things. And this is where, like I said, it goes back to the Provos. If you had interview segments like Go Back in the Day, Brother Love Show, or uh, Piper's Pit, that's just a couple examples of Back in the Day. Where oh, you don't like the that... moment of bliss? Oh, no. Don't get me started. No. You're going to piss me off. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, when you had those segments, they would use that to build on the storyline. It was it was another chapter to the story. Today, I mean, it's, oh, they're in a six-man tag match. Okay, well, then you're seeing the match, basically, if you get them in a ring. Even if it's for that minute, it takes away from the match when they finally meet up in the pay-per-view. That's my only thing with that. Um, so that, that's all I got to say about that. I just... I. I'm excited for the match because I'll explain this for the triple threat. What are the possibilities like if they were to walk out black and um, ricochet? If they were to walk out with the titles, would you be okay with it? And then we'll go on to the next thing. Would you I honestly okay don't. I honestly don't care. It doesn't affect me at all because I don't see them as a tag team. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I it's just I I love them as talents. Don't get me wrong, but the, I. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Roman, welcome. Roman154, welcome. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen you in a while. Uh, poor Alexa, she was doing good until Ronna got there. Eh, it was more than just that. Alexa had a surgery. What are they doing with her, though? She came back from the injury, and then she's right yeah, back to doing it. And you noticed something else got bigger, like you said. 
<laughs> that was the other thing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Oh, I'm not complaining either. And I'm sure uh, <laughs> another wrestler <clears throat> is not uh, complaining as well. All right, let's go right on to the next thing, okay? Um, the Shield reunion. Oh, God. Uh, we're getting into it. I, I'm waiting for this. They started the show with Roman coming out and... Basically, the basis of the promo is he wanted to get the band back together one last time because we all know the inevitable what's going to happen at WrestleMania. Both Seth Rollins and Roman try to get Dean Ambrose uh, to join, and Ambrose refused both on both occasions. At the end of the night, Rollins and Reigns battled Lashley, McIntyre, and Corbin with Ambrose in the crowd. He eventually came down and helped his brothers clean house. Uh, after the uh, cleanup, uh, after pacing back and forth for a few seconds, he eventually put his fist with the other two, finally reuniting the shield. Now, um, I can't wait. Please stay calm because I know you got your cold. What are your thoughts about the shield reunion? Are you for it or are you against it? How many times do we got to see it? Uh, I well, let's see. Could it be different? Here, here's my question: Could it be different for the fact that we know what's going to happen? That well, first we'll go with the cancer scare with Roman. Then <laughs> possibly, I know Jesus, I know we are. We, uh, <laughs> all right, we caught crap for your video last week. Um, well, let's put it this way. First, they had to give Roman Calm cancer. Down. Then they had to reunite the fucking shield to get this motherfucker over. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm not buying it. Fuck you. Okay. And as uh, as we were going to come, explain. I, I, no, it, full disclosure, full disclosure, calm down. Oh, I have God. no interest in the shield reunion. Never have, never will. Seth Rollins is doing his own thing. I want to focus on that man chasing his title. Roman can do whatever. If Dean is really leaving, then I have no interest in this Shield one last time thing. To me, when I hear this Shield one last time thing, and they set this all up now, I personally don't think he's leaving. uh, Because if they're really just doing this to milk it one last time because he is leaving, I have no interest in that. All right, I get what you're saying with that. Uh, a lot of people may want to see it. And and despite the fact whether you believe it or not believe it, he is over. Now, I always said this is WWE logic, and it goes with what Ryan Love said here on Periscope. Is it inevitable to see Roman versus Seth feud for the title after Mania? Now, going with WWE logic, you finally get the guy over, and what do I think they, what will they finally do? They'll probably turn Roman heel. Even though I like it, but... Everything you worked for for four fucking four or five years. Yeah, you can't throw him in a feud with it. Seth Rollins. It will kill Roman. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think. I love his ability and, and I, with Seth Rollins. I love what he could do in the ring. I don't think he is over with the fans. Like you don't get that kind of reaction if you get what I'm saying. He doesn't get that kind of reaction. Um, Becky gets a bigger reaction. And that's fizzling out because of what they've done. But we'll get into that next. But um, I, WWE logic, I could see them doing that. Having a Roman versus Seth feud. Because they'll finally turn Roman. 
Even though I like it because I always thought he would be the better, better heel than a face. But if you spend that much time trying to get the guy over, this got him over because of the health scare and people on the side. But again, you got to go with this. People make it tired of it again. It can happen that quick. Snap of the finger, it's done. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's my take on it. I, I just let him do it one last time. If it is the... Obviously, I think that's what both guys, like Roman wants, because Ambrose, I feel, is leaving. A lot of people think he isn't. And because and the reason people think he isn't is because they're talking about it. It's like, well, maybe they're trying to draw attention so people can be like, you know, hit him up on Twitter or any social media platform. We go, please, please don't leave. Dean, don't leave. Stay, stay. He's, he's I think, has his mindset that he's gone. Uh, I don't think he's going to jump to AEW like everyone thinks he's going to do. I think he's going to take time away from wrestling. Trust me, given what you hear about the guy, he's like a cheap bastard. So he's probably got all of his money <laughs> saved up, and he probably didn't blow his money. So, And then he's got his wife that works for the company still. So, um, And then you hear that she's uh, that report that uh, she's open to having kids. So I think he's going to take time away from wrestling altogether. Yeah. Possible. Uh, one quick thing, Ryan loves to just bring AJ Styles to Raw doing the shakeup, and that's the big summer feud, AJ and Seth. That would be good. My only thing is, I think you already had the fucking shakeup because you got Charlotte and Becky going from SmackDown to Raw. Then all of a sudden, Kevin Owens left Raw and he comes back on SmackDown, and then somehow what Lashley did to him doesn't matter anymore. I don't know. That's. I think they already had to shake up, Ryan. <laughs> All right, going into the last thing of the uh, show, and that is the Becky, Rhonda, Charlotte situation. Oh, that, this is going to take a while. So let, let's, uh, let me go through this, and we'll, we'll chat about it. All right. <laughs> Earlier in the night, Stephanie told everyone in an interview backstage that she has looked at the suspension of Becky Lynch, and has also dropped the charges of Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah. Did to, that what, was nice of her. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, you know, I, I love that mugshot. And if she wanted to be a part of the match with Charlotte at Fastlane, she would have to sign an agreement that the WWE wasn't responsible for whatever happened to her. At the end of the night, Becky came out and signed the agreement, of course, and at first it was booked that Charlotte and Becky was a battle with Alfred of Vanguard vacant Raw Women's title. Then Ronda came out and ordered Stephanie to give her title back. Ronda went on Here to you cut... go! Oh, we're getting into it. Ronda went on to cut her best promo, I think. Ripping on the crowd, ripping on the situation, and and rebutted with a, was rebutted with a rain of booze, which is classic Philadelphia. Trust me. Something that Philadelphia is good at is booing. Okay? Take it yeah. from... Take it from a guy from Philadelphia. Okay. Now, my only thing, and I'll get your take. It went from a title match at Fastlane between Becky and Charlotte to a match, to now a match. If Becky wins, she would be added to the match for the Raw women's title at WrestleMania. First of all, what the fuck? (laughs) How do you go from a title match to that? So, I'm going to shut up for a minute, and I can't wait. Please try to stay calm, because again, I know you're sick. And you told me, try to, how can we not yell at this? Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. First of all, great one. Great one. That's all Philly's good at. 
Touche. Touche. I'm I'm not going to argue that. I'm going to shut up. You will go ahead. Well, I guess we don't care about the Royal Rumble. Uh, So Vince took away that. What's to say Becky earns it this Sunday and he feels like taking it away again? Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah, I really don't know what's going on here. Uh, so Becky went from being hurt, barely able to be cleared for Mania, to now wrestling in the match a month earlier. She's still coming out on a crutch. I expected by now she was going to drop the crutch, limp around a little, but be a little bit more active with the beatdowns. I, 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 I would have thought by now, kind of like, uh, remember the when Seth Rounds was feuding with Triple H a couple years ago, and he was walking around crushed a couple weeks, and then eventually he just yeah, he dropped it, it yep. and then bam. I think, like everybody said, it's just overbooked. You have the top three women in the company. You don't need to do all this extra stuff. It's stupid. So, like I said, how do we know Becky earns the match and gets in that Vince ain't going to come out the next night? When they said on the dirt sheets a couple months ago, they had a plan to get Charlotte in there for a triple threat at Mania. This is the plan they had to get to the triple threat. This is how they got there? Why couldn't they just simply stuck with, it was Becky versus Ronda, Vince comes out on a random week and just adds Charlotte. That would have been plenty. You didn't need to do all this other stuff. Can I interrupt you real quick, if you don't mind? No, fuck you. It's too much. No, 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 no. I'm on on your side. For once, I'm on your side with this. They could have, they have this thing. It's a line of wrestling, okay? K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. They could have brought something out they haven't used in quite a bit, and that is the two people go over the rope at the same time. It could have happened, and you could put it at a spot. You know what? You know how I would have got to the triple threat? I would have did it as shock factor. I would have had to plan all along for the one-on-one, Becky Ronda, Becky Ronda, Becky Ronda, Becky Ronda. And right before the match itself at Mania, have Vince McMahon's music come on right before the bell's going to ring and he adds Charlotte to the match. That's what I would have did. Well, here's the thing. Wouldn't it be better if it would be Stephanie? Because you know the few that she's had with Ronda. Regardless of who did it. I I think that would have been better if it was her. Charlotte until the last fucking second. Basically kept Charlotte maybe even off TV for a month leading up to Mania, and then just all of a sudden pump her out there right before the bell's going to ring. That's yeah, how I would have did it. That's an old school mentality, They, uh, but they they don't do that today. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know. But you know what it kind of reminded me of if they did something like that was that? like the night that Cena won the belt at Elimination Chamber and Vince McMahon brought out Edge and Edge oh, cashed six. in. Oh, man, yeah. That was fucking beautiful. No, you could have had something like that with Charlotte. I think it just, and she would have been the perfect person to do it with, just like Edge was back in the day. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. That would have been good. Instead of Vince, I think it would be better with Stephanie because it would fit the storyline of Ronda and Stephanie. And throwing her off her game, adding her to the match last second, here you go. You weren't expecting this. Now your chances chances went from 50% to 33% of winning the match. And knowing the fact that they will probably team up on her because she's the, you know, the UFC fighter coming over to the wrestling world, them two are probably going to team up on her. And that would be good. Uh, like I said, it's just the whole situation, it, it was weird. Going back to what you said, the Rumble, it doesn't matter anymore. So if someone wins next year, you're going to wonder, okay, are they going to go with this or not? I, I understand they'll probably try to go with something different, but I think they were just trying to take something that was organic. It was Becky Lynch, the reaction she got, the people were gravitating to her, and they had to take it and make it theirs. Because the thing that Vince doesn't like is something that he didn't create. That's why anyone that came in from the promo- other promotions during the um, territory times, he would give them a whole new gimmick. Some of them didn't even come in with the name. Like Dusty Rhodes was a few people that came in with that name. If not, they would come in under a different name. And they would just, he would fucking bury them. Because Thank he would you. take something that made him huge in another promotion. And he would make it his and it wouldn't work. I think this is another situation where he tried to take something that was built organically. Try to make it his. And you put too much story into it. Confuse the hell out of people. I think they went from a huge investment of the fans to very little now because of what happened. Yeah. It, it, it kills me. And there's a lot of things. Like, I don't want this show to be bashing on the WWE. We'll give credit when credit is due. They do great job. Like, given Samoa Joe, which we'll talk about in a little bit, giving him the U.S. title was a great fucking move. And I'll explain why it was a great move for them to do that. They do a lot of good things. It's things like this that kills it for me. And it's things like this. It's like, this is how you can tell Vince is out of touch, Okay. The very thing that got him over beating WCW in the late 90s, he's trying to kill today. Things that happen organically, and you're going to try to take it and make it yours. Forget that, man. Obviously, what you're doing is not working. Sorry. I- I'm taking your role today. I'm yelling. I'm getting pissed. I just want the investment in the match. And I was invested. Back at Rumble. And like you said, if you were to add Charlotte in the match the way you just said it, I would be okay with it. Because you would have that build. Because here's the thing anyway. Who do you see talking the most? Becky, Ronda. Who's sitting back and watching the whole thing unfold? Charlotte. So what? going with what you're saying, keep her off TV. I agree with that. Because she's not adding anything to the storyline. She's sitting back... When Becky was beating the fuck out of, I mean, Ronda was beating the fuck out of uh, Becky, who tried to go in the ring twice and decided not to and just sat there and watched this, the whole thing? This new heel Charlotte is so much worse than the first heel Charlotte with this new one having this new sarcastic grin and smile all the time. Yeah. It is so cringe. It's, you don't. She just comes across as conceited. She don't come across as a heel. Yeah. She just, and she's like, my best friend Bex, my best friend Bex, and then, like, what? <laughs> That's a heel now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord. 
Oh, that, that's my only thing. It's like no, for for think about it. For top heel stars in the company right now, okay, she's got to be in the top three worst, doesn't she? Yeah, as far it, well, as it was longer. Than long. I don't think it, 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 it's as bad as Dean Ambrose <laughs> as heel. No, I don't yeah, think she bad. can get worse than that. Oh, uh, but no. this is this is pretty bad. It's and, yeah, and I, it goes back to what you're saying. It goes back into overbooking. Uh, you ruin in a good thing by doing too much, like Get Him Jones said. Less is more. It's just too much of this sarcastic, goofy heel. Charlotte is just killing the believability of her heel. Yeah, and now I wasn't set to talk about the very next night on SmackDown, but fuck it, let's go into it. How the hell does Becky take a beating from Ronda? And the very next night, in ba- walking the backstage, well, she's kind of limping. But then you have a scene where you see her talking to someone, a, a personnel in the back, laughing, chucking it up. Ha, ha, ha. I know, I know. How the fuck does that happen? Do, does SmackDown people communicate with the Raw people? Like, okay, what'd you do last night? Well, they just got better drugs on SmackDown. But here's the thing. How's a no con- how do, continuity? There we go. That's what I was trying to get out there. How, how do you not have that? You had Becky get her ass kicked the night before. The next night, she's beating the hell out of Charlotte. And... If memory serves me correct, she threw her in the disarmor, and she was standing on her leg pretty good. And, like, how are you going to kill? Oh, my God. Oh, they. Something that could have been simple. Something that could have been put into a main event. I don't think people are going to want it by the time they get to it. Because God knows nope. what they're going to do coming out of fast I line. have no interest in this triple threat now. And yeah. the sad part is, if you go back to our shows just even a month or two we ago. We were hyped. I had Becky and Ronda continuously in the top five week after week after week after week. Now, I could care less. Yeah. Well, they killed it already for me, and we still got a month to go. Maybe they could reel us back in. Maybe not. Uh, Get Him Jones says, then Ronda calling out the disarmor as a fake submission that doesn't hurt to see her put it on Charlotte and not tap the whole time she was in it. I really don't care about this match anymore. Well, there you go. Yeah. You did kill in a it, It's just, it's sloppy, man. And again, there's some things that do good. Like the whole, tr- like the best thing as far as long-term storytelling right now is Triple H, Batista. Smackdown 1000 to now. Who would have thought what happened last week? Who would have thought that you would follow, you would see Batista and Triple H at Mania? That's good storytelling. This is taking something that you could have ran with that was something built organically, but you, God forbid if Mr. Fucking Ego can just not take credit for everything that goes on, if he would just went with that instead of trying to make it his own, it would be a lot better. There would be more investment in this match. And I'll tell you right now, listen to the crowd from now till Mania. That pop for Becky is slowly dying. Well, they already killed it. It's it's to me, it's dead and buried. I yeah, and her promo on SmackDown just go again. Talk about the promos. It wasn't really good. It wasn't good. This little this little laid back character. 
I, I understand, like, everyone's portraying a stone cold. But you know what? Tom Phillips was on Busted Open this week, and he said it perfectly. She could be like the Conor McGregor. Like, even if she gets her ass kicked, he'll still talk shit. That's just how he is. And I think that is the best comparison that you could come up with. So Tom Phillips was dead on with that. Instead of doing that, she was more laid back. And just the promo she cut on Charlotte, just it didn't work for me. It did not work for me. Uh, how do you feel about that promo on SmackDown? <laughs> if Charlotte didn't talk at all, it was fantastic. Uh, but let let's let me dial it back just for a second, though. Overall, we're talking about the overbooking, the storylines, too much, too much, too much. There was one storyline, just one. Small Joe stuff set aside because that's not really a storyline. Yeah. Uh, storyline basis. There was one, only one, that I was interested in, and that was Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, based on the whole, oh, get the title, defend it here every week, blah, 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 blah. Then they mm-hmm. killed it with the fucking shield shit. So yep. you name me, struggle, really think about it. Name me one fucking storyline right now that you're – like really into not that you think is cool not that you think is going to have a good ending but as it stands now today name me one storyline that you're like man i can't wait to see where this goes honestly triple h batista that that's probably it at this point that's sad and you know what's also that's sad that that's it you know what i again it goes on with when we did our uh few like fantasy booking I really feel, because we got a month, and I see this could possibly happen within a month. I got to go grab my daughter. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Um, my thing is, and people that listen to this, and I'll reiterate when he comes back. <clears throat> as far as, like, the whole angle with Triple H and Batista, I said last week on the show that, you know, the two times that Vince McMahon came out and changed the like the Kofi situation, the Becky taking her out, putting Charlotte, it was Triple H or Stephanie McMahon in the ring when they said, "Okay, you could be in the match. Okay, you could be in the match. Boom, you're in the match." Vince comes out, replaces them. That's it. Then Shane, Stephanie, Triple H, they both go. You know what, Vince, you're you're, you're killing this. You're not doing things that are best for business. I see this being an angle where. Triple H is going to have to fight for the company. And, of course, Vince will take Batista because he knows that Triple H has never beaten Batista. I think it would be cool if they would do something like that because I'll tell you right now, this is the one thing I will say about that. The reason I say that is because look how bad bad the AAF is bombing right now, okay? The, 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 new, the football league right now. It's bombing horribly, and that's supposed to be. Well, like you the... know why it's bombing though, because they rushed it to get it ahead of the XFL. That's why it's bombing. Exactly, and my thing with that, okay, my thing with that is that Vince did take the time. Now he's going to have to really step aside if he really wants to make this succeed. Unlike the first time, he's going to have to step away. What better way than have winner take all? We take over the company, and Vince is gone. So he could go and focus on the XFL. Do it now, then. And it would work. 
So let's say, how about this? I'll click the this and send this the to the WWE. I don't think, hey, real quick. Go ahead. The only reason I don't think it's the smartest idea, only reason, it's a very minor thing, okay. is that we would all assume Vince is going to lose, though. Yes, it's a great ideal to do it. I get that. But is it that great of an ideal if we know the finish? No, because here's the thing. We all thought we were going to see Kofi and uh, Brian at Fastlane. We all no, thought we were I, I meant see... with the Vince thing. If they do a Vince for control of the stuff, we pretty much know Vince is going to lose then, right? Well, I don't know because we all know that Vince will probably die before he gives up the company. But if he wants to make this work, I, you know he's going to step aside. I think it would be better for him. If they're going to step aside, have him do it now. This is the best way you can do it. But I don't think people would think that. I honestly don't think people would think that he would actually go along with something like that. To step aside and allow Triple H, Stephanie, and Shane take over and do the everyday thing. But here's the thing. If people are not, if people are worried about that, one thing I got to say is that regardless if you like the Fox deal or not, it wasn't Vince that came up with that one. It was Stephanie and Triple H that got that deal. That's who got the deal. Wasn't even Shane. Wasn't even Vince. Um, Get him Jones says, why does your top people have to do promos all the time? Remember how Ryback, uh, how over Ryback was without doing promos. Aleister Black, Goldberg, and other people got over with minimum talking. I'm tired of everybody doing promos. I like that. Um, I do, but in a way, we come from. I come from an old school mentality where it did work, and but you would do interview no, segments. No, 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 no. Why not go with what he's saying until they're over? Then they start doing the occasional promo. Why do we have to listen to the top people do ten minute promos every show, though? Well, back in the day, you would have people that would, you know, do the interview segment. Then there would be an altercation that would build on the storyline. It doesn't have to be a 10-minute promo. So I guess I, I'm sorry. They shouldn't do a promo. They should do like an interview segment. They need to bring those back in a way. Um, and use a guy. You know who would be the best guy, in my opinion? Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder would be an awesome guy to have a week, like a freaking segment show. Did you see that? Because look how he got himself over on the internet. I think he would do a great job. Fuck the moment of bliss. That's not working. It's not working. Give Zack Ryder a But you're show. taking bliss off my TV, though. Ah, bliss would be back. She'll be showing her boobies to you soon enough, okay? Relax. All right, you can jack off to the freaking PG product soon enough, okay? Okay. <laughs> are we good? Are we, are we able to move along to SmackDown? Yeah. Okay. Well, overall... Well, how would you rate Raw's uh, go-home show from 1 to 5? I hate to hear this one. 1. Wow. <laughs> and the only reason you're getting a 1 out of me is because some of the in-ring action was good. That's why I'm giving it a 2. So, all right, I guess I'm being too generous as you're really like, ah, fuck them. All right. Let's go into it. It's SmackDown now it's time to get the guys takes on smackdown live all right oh man yeah get him joke says too well there's a few things we're gonna cover about that because we covered a becky and ronda thing so we're not gonna cover that as far as smackdown we did it already 
First thing we're going to talk about is the WWE title situation. And I got a little great with this, too. Uh, the start of the show, and it wasn't based on this guy. The start of the show, Daniel Bryan came out and dressed the WWE Universe. He dressed the Kofi situ uh, situation. Uh, he said that Kingston was a supporting, is a supporting player not worth him talking about and admitting that nobody such as Owens is a dangerous because he has nothing to lose. Well, they they the basis uh, they were they did a video package of what happened. Um, he's he's basically saying he wasn't worthy of the shot. Kevin Owens may not be either, but he is a dangerous man and would be a, a good opponent. Uh, Kevin Owens came out and immediately addressed the, the, his disgust for Daniel Bryan during the time he was out on injury. Uh, he said that his disrespect for the WWE title is why he wanted to return on SmackDown instead of Raw. He got in the arena and immediately got into a physical confrontation with Rowan and Bryan. Of course, Rowan and Bryan got the upper hand and laid out Owens to end the segment. Uh, later on that night, Owens got into a short con no contest match with Rowan where they both again attacked Owens, but was saved by a returning Mustafa Ali. Now, given for what you saw, that little build, because you basically had two weeks to build this title match. What are your thoughts as far as this build? I'm going to shock you here. Oh, boy. Okay. I want to hear it. I'm 100% in love with it. Please explain. Be I got to hear this. Because they got me. Because when they brought Owens out the week before and he didn't say a fucking word, I thought he was a heel. And then he comes back this week and he cuts amazing promo as kind of a tweener face without being too heelish. And obviously this is being set up for a fatal four-way at Mania. And that's fine. I'm down with that. It's the perfect four guys to have. I wasn't sure about KO. I wasn't when he came back. I, I didn't like it at the time. But after seeing it last week combined with this week's, I'm 100% all in. And this is actually a storyline I'm 100% into. I, I get Okay. Man, we're going to disagree on this one. Yeah, that's fine. It happens. Okay. It happens. I do like what you said about the Fatal 4-Way. That would work. It could be done. It could be definitely done. Here's my disconnect. You had what happened last week where Kofi was taken out. Kevin Owens walked right in. New Day didn't even stop him from even sitting down or signing the contract. That was weird. That, that was, was weird. That was the first disconnect. The very next week. I agree. You have him in India. And they don't fucking address it. We're going to be a fast lane, baby. Up. How's that addressing what happened? Consistency. That is the word. Be consistent in storytelling. You lost no, but, me. So if there was to end in a fatal four-way, I know for a fact Kofi won't be the guy that's winning. I won't be convinced of that. Because you just told me you're a pussy. Because you took it right up the ass, having your opportunity taken away from you by an old, grouchy old man that's out of touch. Okay? That's out of touch. I, I think I'm upsetting my kid because she's not used to me yelling. You hear my kid in the background. She, mm -hmm. you know, Daddy, why are you yelling? Because I'm angry with the product, man. What the hell? 
All right. Let's put it this way. When you asked me at the beginning of this little segment here, you asked me about the two-week build for a match. Yeah. If you're not, take Kofi out of your mind for a second. No, no, I'm okay with that. I, 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 no, 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 no. What I'm saying is we talked about last week mm-hmm. that we all started to have the feeling that they're going to hold off on Kofi till at least SummerSlam to give him the title. Mm-hmm. So we can't go from thinking that last week to being that butthurt that he didn't appear this week. He person. doesn't even have to appear. That's the thing. He doesn't have to appear. He just didn't address it. Address what happened. How do you sit there and just take him like, oh, I'm the company guy. I'm now I'm in India being an ambassador. Ooh, no, I, I, I think it address just, what no, happened. No, I, I agree with you. I just think it solidifies the point that he's not going to be that much in the title picture in these next few months. He was a substitute to begin with. But again, I, I, I agree. he shouldn't be taking it up to ass. I 100% agree with that. But as uh, far as this leading to the fatal four-way, yeah, he's going to stand out. He's probably going to come close. I would love to see like an Ali heel turn on Kofi at Mania to get the belt. That would be cool. Just that would that even out. it out. Yeah, it would even it out. Because you're basically going to have three faces going, against a, going up against the heel Daniel Bryan. But... But I did not realize until watching SmackDown how invested I was going to be into this new KO, though. Like, I, from what that little bit when he fucked over Kofi last week, I did not see this strong of a hitting me home feeling from KO this week. Okay. That, that sent me back. Again. And I'm like, I don't care about Kofi as much anymore. That's what that did for me. Okay. Now, I get what you're saying. I totally disagree with that. Why? He did do that and got people on his side like, oh, I, I... But a week before, you just walked in, didn't say much, and you took a man's opportunity. Does a face do that? No, that's what, a heel that, does that's that. That's why I said they got me. I thought he was a heel last week. And then this week, he's a face. That's yeah, fucking it's, beautiful. It's not really consistent. It's not being consistent. No, no. But it is shock factor, though. It is you shock know, factor. It's Smash TV. It's basically Russo writing for them again. When, when the you have a guy be a heel for six months and then yeah. he turns face, yeah, that's shocking sometimes. Yeah, that's cool. That happens. Mm-hmm. But when you have a guy legit do something heel one week and then the very next week is a face, that is shock factor. You have to give that at least. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody's seen that coming. No, I didn't. Now, I, it, it's going to get hard to get used to KO being a good guy. And I don't know how long this will last. Because let's face it, this guy has done dastardly things. Think about the first week Daniel Bryan is came, came back last year. He was cleared. He could compete again. First night. That night, KO said, you know what? I'm going to beat your ass. And so, fucking power, he power bombs him on the ring apron. So, a few months ago, we were all kind of saying how they were turning Becky into the new Stone Cold, right? Yeah. They cooled that off. Yeah. And he's not as relevant as far as that discussion is anymore. Mm-hmm. KO, though, coming back with the stunner of all moves also, mm-hmm. plus being a little bit of a tweener. Are they setting KO to be the new Stone Cold? 
And you know what? I, I wanted to talk about that because people, I'm down with that. I'm down with the move because here's the thing. Stone Cold's been gone for 16 years. His last match was in 2003 against The Rock at WrestleMania X9. If he, if no one has used the move really by now, I mean, Willie Mack uses it. He's an impact in MLW and all of them promotions. But as far as WWE, who has really used the move since then? I'm okay with yeah, KO using it. Randy Orton doesn't count with the RKO. That's a different move. It's a different. No, it's more. But I do want to. I do want to add that the KO stunner from this week was a million times better, better than, than the one stunner. <laughs> the week before was horrible. This stunner was a lot better. Yeah, it, they braced it, and it was a good sell. Uh, no one sold it, sold it better than a rock. That rock. first stunner he did last oh, week was man. terrible. And that's what the, the controversy was, was like, is he the right guy to use it? And Stone Cold says, well, why not? No one's using it. I do like the fact he's doing the kick to the gut before the stunner. Yeah, don't just I come do out like of nowhere. That. Yeah, it just doesn't come off natural. Because how do you get a guy to go down and set him in position for the stunner without kicking him in the gut? Or kicking I do him like the- that they did that. I'm glad it's not just an RKO-type stunner. Yep, exactly. Because um, Rand- Randy Orton's the only one that can pull off the stunner out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned. Well, overall, I just, going back to the KOL being a face, it, it might take time. I love the guy as a heel. He was a good natural heel. I still think he's going to cut heel promos, though. Yeah, I think so. Face. He's got a mean side. He, he's a fight, like fight Owens fight. He's a, he's a shoot fighter, you know. That's his character. That's the way he's always been. Uh, Get Him Jones says, yeah, Stone Cold got on to KO for not doing the kick first the last time, and he did it. Yeah, but he did give him the blessing, and he even said no one uses it. Yes, no one is using the move. It's been 16 years. It's good. It's Everybody fine. has used stunners occasionally or some kind of RKO, but no one has done the stone cold to make it their move. The kick and the stunner. Yeah. Nobody's done that combo for years, like you said, 16 years. But you know what's funny? Think of how powerful that move is. Think of a move, just say, when you're in the 90s, and then you saw a move back in the 70s, and you go, holy fuck, that was a finish? Like a back body drop. That was a finish. And then in the 90s, that was an average move. It's funny how a move 16 years later is still going to be a finisher again. I, I that, That's the only thing. And, it, dude, it can work. It's, it's a good finisher. It's a really good finisher. I just That's one move that... Over years, it still holds up. It's the one move that can really hold up to this day. It's unbelievable. That's a match that would be fun to recreate in 2K. What's that? Is the Owens versus Stone Cold battle of the Stunners. That would be awesome. Actually, I was invested. I thought they were going to try to pull like a CM Punk and Stone Cold with that little interview segment they did for uh, WWE. Oh, uh, I, 2K, I, I think it was. I 13. thought that was going to happen. I thought so, too, and I was like, holy Paper. fuck, that'd be awesome. Especially when CM Punk started wearing the Stone Cold shirts. <laughs> um, get up, Jones. AA, Death Valley Driver. Laugh out loud. What a joke. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, a Samoan drop was the freaking finisher, and look what it is now. Just a basic move. All right, let's go into the other thing. Oh, here, hold on a second. Give me one second. I thought I heard a knock on the door. My apologies. Um... Uh, let's go into the other thing that happened that night. And we got a new WWE United States Champion. R-Truth issued another open challenge. He successfully uh, retained the week before in a triple threat with Rey Mysterio and 
Andrade Cien Almas. I'm sorry. Let's go with the one word now because that's what they do. Andrade. Uh, this time, Samoa Joe, Andrade, and Rey Mysterio responded to the challenge, making it a fatal four-way. And, dude, after a 20-plus minute match, few segments, Samoa Joe gets the victory to capture his first main roster title. Now, I'm going to ask you, my friend, what did you think of the match? <laughs> this uh, whole thing was fantastic. Oh, uh, okay. I thought we were going to uh, at first, when the match first started, I still wanted our truth to win uh -huh. because I just wanted to see if week after week three, four, five, six guys come out. So I was a little disappointed at first, but as mm -hmm. the match went on, I was like, "Are they going to actually pull the trigger here?" And to our shock, they actually did, and I'm a hundred percent behind it. Uh. Like he, like him, Jones just said, truth reaction when Joe came out was fantastic. Uh, I love our I, truth. I'm happy they gave truth this love for a little while. It was nice. I think it could have went a little longer, but I love the shock factor of Joe getting it on a random SmackDown and not a pay-per-view. So at the end of the day, I'm 100% behind it all. Well, the rumor is, is that Mr. R-Truth, hey, hey, King Jr. Mr. R-Truth is going to be a producer for the WWE. They offered him a position. He's getting up there in age. And they said the reason they gave him the U.S. title was to give him, you know, a last, you know, here's your present. Thank you for everything you've done. Honestly, I wouldn't mind. Oh, thank you, IWA, for the blaze on uh, Twitch. Thank you, buddy. Um, I wouldn't mind if they gave him a short world title maybe a year ago. Maybe a year ago, like maybe before Jinder Mahal, like after Mahal, in between Mahal and AJ, but it is what it is. Um, but no, that was cool. That was cool then. He, he's the constant entertainer, puts on great matches. The guy's 48. You want to talk about having a really great final run What's as that? far as... Like, you've done your best promos. You were out there with a the hot chick even every week. Plus, you had a title reign. If you were to sum out how to draw up a retiring superstar's final run, this was probably one of the more perfect final runs you could have. It was I funny. really, besides maybe a couple little send-offs and appearances here and there, I don't think you need to do much more with our truth after this. Although, I won't complain if they do. Mm -hmm. Well, before we get into it, I got one thing to say to you. What? Dance break. Oh, God. White boy syndrome in effect, ladies and gentlemen. But I enjoyed what they did with it. It, it. it was awesome. The reaction when Samoa Joe came out was great. Dude, he just... In any way we can get this guy on the show, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Because I will do a R-Truth appreciation episode for everything that guy has done. Because the guy is great. Yes, my love. What's that? Oh, hold on, my kid. You even freaked out your kid. Yeah, I guess I did. You are welcome. She wanted to come in for a second. 
<laughs> you stuck. Oh, hold on. Uh, keep this open then. There you go. You don't have to shut it. All right, I'm sorry. What's up, Blaze? Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, Daddy? well, yes. I'm sorry about this, so. Daddy, Daddy. Hold on, hold on, I'm almost done. Hold on, I'm almost done, love. Daddy, oh, hold on. Give me a second. We'll 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 cut this out. Daddy, Give me one second. What? That's a good point, get him, Jones. No, I think we were uh, all shocked, and I think that's why the reaction, you know, wasn't that strong. It's just because it was all. You know, uh, like Black Eye when Undertaker lost kind of reaction when Joe won. Okay, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, but yeah, overall, guys, um, I, I I love the fact that he won. He finally won the title. He finally won a big one, main roster. I was hoping it would be world title, but unfortunately, it wasn't a world title. It, it it's a U.S. title, but you know what? We've all been saying for this whole time that the U.S. title hasn't been relevant. It's been awful, you know. Even though he gave it to our truth, and I think he did a good job for what he did for the short time he had it. But giving it to a guy like Samoa Joe, he's going to legitimize the title again. I really feel that way. Hey, what's up, Michael Barry? So what's the quick first take, hot take, whatever you want to call it, kind of take reaction? Who's Joe's first few going to be with? Honestly, John Cena. At Mania. Yeah, that's what they've been rumoring for Mania. I, no, I noticed that because we we didn't really discuss it, but this week I really saw it. All these hints of, you know, the open challenge, the moves and all, it's like they're telling you. They're telling you. Uh, if it isn't that, honestly, AJ again. I would love for them two to go at it again. This time for the U.S. title, because you're not going to get the every, you're not going to get AJ to be the everyday guy he was. A U.S. title feud with them two again, it would be good. I would like to see that one more time. They've put on a great, like, they told a great story during their short time. Um, people weren't a fan of the matches, but overall, it was a good story. I would like to see a couple, two-match program out of them, too. That would be my first, if it okay. wasn't Cena. All right. Um, now... Did you... Would you like this to have been... Done at Mania, though, instead of a SmackDown? No, I'm good with it because, to be honest, I wouldn't have wanted to see Joe versus Truth at Mania or a Fatal 4-Way at Mania. I'm happy because I think it would have been kind of funny if it led to R-Truth versus Cena based mm -hmm. on what R-Truth was doing at Mania. <laughs> Taunting him. <laughs> I think that would have been funny. Uh, but I'm okay with it, honestly. Okay. I think it's the best case scenario. Okay. Uh, Ken J.O. says, what about Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder? Um, I think Kurt Hawkins is going to win the Battle Royal at uh, Mania. For the, uh, that, well, that's what I put as my prediction for He's, uh, he's, he's going to pull, like, you know, one of those things where he hides under the ring and comes out at the end, and yeah. I would do it eliminating Ryder. I would have Ryder winning it, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Kurt Hawkins and eliminates him from under the ring. That would be fantastic. All right. Well, we obviously we got a new champion. I can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, all right. Overall, I mean, there was a lot of good matches on SmackDown. Um, we didn't agree with the promo with Ron and Becky. I mean, Charlotte and Becky. 
Uh, no, well, if, you, if you take Charlotte off this, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. Well, guess what? If you take that off it, I'm giving it a 4. And I'm not trying to up you. I was really entertained by, with all the matches. Even that lousy Miz and Uso match. I mean, well, it wasn't lousy. I'm sorry. Let me. It was a good match. It was a who gives a fuck match. But well, you can't. You can't like anything Asuka does right now because she's not on the show right now. So who? Who? Yeah. No. Who? Oh, that other woman's champ. Oh fuck yeah yeah yeah! I remember her. I remember her. You know. Yeah yeah yeah. Exactly. I guess nobody's ready for Asuka. No, no one's. You know what? I I think Kevin Dunn's not ready for uh, someone other than um, Americans. You know the whole titles and do storylines with. Asshole. Um, all right, <laughs> let's go into it. We we covered Raw, we covered SmackDown. What's next? It is time for the list. And the list is our power ranked segment from five to one. Who we thought was the top five performers in WWE this week? Uh, if you want, I'll start with the list this week. Because usually I give it to you guys. I'll start it this week. All right, here we go. My number five, Triple H. Yes, indeed, the King of Kings. He gets the nod this week uh, to be on the list. Great, passionate promo. Some people may not agree with it, but I thought it was a good promo. It sold me on to the Batista-Triple H match. Can't wait to see what they go further with that, but that was a good first start. Great reaction by Triple H after what happened the week before. Number four, Kevin Owens. Again, I'm a fan of the promo and all. Um, if I, I got to get used to him being a face again. But the guy did what he had to do. He did a good job. Did a good job in the match. The brief match with Rowan. Um, it was a victory, but he, it was also no contest. But overall, I think they did a good job with what they had to do to get him over. Number three. Again, on my list. Ricochet and Alistair Black. <laughs> Kid, uh, well, oh, oh, he is sick, folks. He's not bashing on Black. He be, at least I, he better not be. <laughs> Alistair Black, Ricochet getting another victory on the bar on SmackDown. Ended in a no contest with uh, the rival, but now they're going to be on the triple threat match at Fastlane. Okay. All right, sorry. Uh, number two. I, I know you're going to hate this, but I love the promo, the Hill promo. Yes. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's my number two. She cut her best promo as a heel. It, it had to be done. It was about fucking time it's been done. And knowing that we know now that she may take some time, she's going to be an attraction. So she's going to be a Brock Lesnar, but probably appear more because she has more respect for the business than the other guy. That's my number two. And my number one this week is your new United States heavyweight champion, Samoa Joe. And that, my friends, is who's on the list. All right, D-Shep. Who's on your list this week? I don't have five people worthy, so I'm only doing three. And three, I got Ronda Rousey, even though I'm not into the overall picture, just Ronda Rousey alone. She did her part in, like you said, best promo, so she's easily number three for me. Uh, Kevin Owens, easy, solid, booking number two. Loved everything I've seen this past week, and obviously I'm full in agreement with Samoa Joe at number one. I don't have anybody else to me that's worthy of being in the top five, so I'm only doing the top three. Wow, okay. Someone's being a little cranky this week. 
Understood. I know you're sick. <laughs> All right. Well, that's his list. He only gave us three. I gave you five. Uh, it is what it is. Okay. Let's go right into it. Last segment of the show. We're gonna get. We're gonna give our fast lane predictions. And here we are right now. And of course, my kid's gonna ask for more. Yes, you can. Hold on. Here, come right here. What do you say? Thank you. You are welcome, my love. Go ahead. Go on in there. There you go. Here we go. Match card number one of the night. This is going to be the opening match, but I think it's going to be on the kickoff show. Rey Mysterio, Andrade. Who do you got? Rey Mysterio. I got Andrade for heat. I think Andrade is going to get it for heat. That's me. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go with Andrade. All right. Match number two, do you know that person that's been missing off of SmackDown for a while? Um, Asuka? Remember Asuka? Yeah, Asuka going up against uh, Mandy Rose. Who do you got? Uh, Asuka by disqualification because Sonya's going to interfere. I'm kind of with you on that. I was going to go with Asuka. DQ. All right, so we're, we're agreeing on that. Match number three for the Raw SmackDown. Raw Tag Team Championship. You got the Revival defending him against Rudin Gable, Aleister Black, Ricochet. Who do you got? I, I'm actually going to go with Rudin Gable, even though that's not what I want to see. Just based on the setup, I think that's the more likely outcome. I'm going to go with Revival. That was probably the best. Um, yeah, I can't see anyone else taking it. Um, number four on it, you got the... Uh, Women's tag team titles on the line. You got Sasha and Bailey putting the titles up against Tamina and Nia Jax. You know, face breaker. Who do you got? <laughs> do we really think Sasha and Bailey are going to lose? Yeah. Okay. Next. Yeah, I know Sasha and Bailey. I got that too. Number five, the SmackDown tag team titles are on the line. The Usos putting their titles up against the line against Shane McMahon and The Miz. Who do you got? Please, Usos, because they've been on fire lately. I think They're so. always on fire, though. Yeah, I but. think so, too. And I think we're going to see uh, Miz go back to being a heel, turning on Shane McMahon, setting up the match for WrestleMania. All right, match number six. The chance for Becky to go on to be in the triple threat at WrestleMania. <laughs> Next. Charlotte Flair, Next. Becky Lynch. Hold Next. on. Hold on. You know Becky's going to win. All right, Next. Becky. Becky. Okay. Next. Match number seven. The reuniting of the Shield going up against McIntyre, Corbin, and Lashley. God damn it. Why are you killing McIntyre? But uh, who do you got? I got the Shield. How can you not? I'm actually going shock factor. I'm going to go with Lashley, Corbin, and Drew. Oh, that's your upset. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Straight upset, too. I don't see no turning in this match, either. Nah. All right. And your main event, hopefully. I mean, because it was good to have in the WWE title main event uh, pay-per-view before. It would be good to see it again. And that is Daniel Bryan putting up his nice, that beautiful, eco-friendly title against Kevin Owens to face. Who do you got for that match? I want to say Kevin Owens. That's the hard pick, but the head pick says DB. You ready? We're going to have a new champion. Setting up for what you said, that fatal four-way. I thought they were going to... I don't know why something's told me they're going to go with a title change. I don't... I have that feeling. I have that feeling. But knowing how hot Daniel Bryan is, 
it would make more sense for Brian to retain. I don't know. I'm going with my upset. I'm going with Owens. That's my upset for this card. There we go. All right, so we got our predictions in. Let's go back home. Let's take it all home. Ah, beautiful. There we go. Man, what a, what a, well, you know, it's not bad either. We, we started, we're actually going to be within an hour and a half. That's a shocker. That's a record for us. Normally, we argue a lot longer, I guess, because we don't got Magriff to add on. Well, I'm not high octane this week. Yeah. So. But you know what? You still held it on. You still were, uh, you know, you were being you, and that's the, the beauty part of this show is you being you, me being me. But you know what? I kind of still, still say the main event of WrestleMania should be Maury Povich coming out and giving Roman Reigns a lie detector test of whether he ever had cancer or not. I th yeah yeah well I I put that video out on Dude, YouTube. Can you imagine if it's announced that the guest host of WrestleMania is Maury Povich? <laughs> Well, I mean, it is in New York. Oh, He's, my he, God. It, it is in New York, what? and they take Actually, out of Connecticut. Jerry Springer ain't doing shit these days. Why not even Jerry Springer? Because he's sitting on the syndication money. That's why. Hold on. You okay, honey? Oh, hold on. Let me make sure she's talking. Oh, Ooh, that sounds terrible. She's acting. Bastard. Had me thinking she was choking. Stop it. I'm not going to believe you now. <laughs> She's smiling the whole time when I ran in there. She was like, ah, I, <laughs> Unlike what you said about Miz, though, I think that tag team match, that's where Shane's going to turn to set up the Mania match. That's the only disagreement I would say. Oh, you think it's going to be Shane? Okay. Yeah. Um, get him, Shane. So do you think Shane accidentally hit Miz's dad or will Miz hit him? I don't know. I don't know as far as that. All I know is that there's going to be a, a turn. Because Shane's got to have a match, and obviously this year it's going to be Miz. I saw, we all saw that coming. Just how they were going to get there is how they were going to get there. But I think that's going to be a somewhat, I think people are kind of dismissing that match a little too quickly. I think a Miz versus Shane match is going to be pretty good. Would it be to the point they could rebuild them? I don't think they need to rebuild it, them. But... Yeah, I think it is. I mean, the guy. At this point, I thought should have been in the title match with Brian. That's what we were all saying back what in the summer, right? We we all kind of saw that, but obviously it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, uh, get Luke uh, the Gooner says he will have to see Kevin Owens get that title run. I I would too, but I don't know. I I think it might be a one off, and Brian may get the title back. I don't know. It doesn't surprise me. They've done like a switch before, right before Mania, when uh, Randy Orton uh, won the title. I'm sorry, Bray Wyatt won the title and then faced um, Randy Orton for the title at Mania. So it happened a couple years ago. It can't happen again. Um, all right. Well, for people that are uh, listening to this on podcasts, you can catch us on Mixer, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch under the name Go Home Wrestling Show. And obviously for the people in here, thank you for tuning in. But if you can't catch us every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can get, listen to the podcast. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Overcast. Also, you can catch our archives on Twitch and YouTube. We upload our episodes on YouTube as well. Everyone, we thank you so much for being here. Thank you, IWA Blaze, on Twitch for the uh, raid. Pretty good turnout in here. Can't wait to see uh, people uh, the downloads because that, that's been uh, going up. We And we thank you so much for the continued support. 
So, uh, before we go off, do you have anything to add, my friend? Nope. I'm good. Okay. And thank you for tuning in. This guy roughed it out. He was actually feeling like shit this week. He had the flu. And here he is today. Thank you. for I, I, I bow to you, my friend. You're a tough son of a bitch, unlike Becky Lynch. Um, all right. Well, Becky Lynch ain't actually hurt, so. Well. <sighs> I know. That's a, uh, I know. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll see you next week on the Go Home Wrestling Show. Later, everybody. Thank you for tuning in.